Who's ready for some live Front Desk Goddess training? I am super excited to announce that we are going to be in Salt Lake City on Friday, October 27th for a live version of our Front Desk Goddess retreat. It will last all day long. We're going to feed you lunch. We're going to have massage therapists there, lots of prizes, giveaways. You don't want to miss this. You can call me now to register at 800-592-7239 or just click the link in the show notes. Be sure to mention this podcast to save you some money or you can uh, use the code FDGR as in Front Desk Goddess Retreat to save $100 when you register online. As always, Brady Group All Access members are invited to attend for free, but you still need to register. Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries. My name is Amy and I am a personal practice coach for the Brady Group. I've been in your shoes and I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. So today we are going to talk about three things you're missing in the new patient phone call. How do I know this? <laughs> well, people send me recordings all the time wanting feedback from uh, their new patient phone calls. And what I'm discovering is basically there are three critical components, things, things that absolutely should happen in that uh, prospective new patient phone call that we're oftentimes missing. And so the first, very first thing, and again, this may be stating the obvious, but you'd be amazed at how often it's missed, is we've got to get their name right out of the chute before anything else, before we answer questions, before we gather information, whatever that is, we've got to get their name. So the patient calls and says, how much is a crown? Or do you take MetLife? We're going to put that question on the shelf for just a minute so we can respond by saying, Hey, great question. It sounds like you're, you're looking for a new dentist. Do you mind sharing your name with me? Get their name, repeat it several times. You've got to be intentional about being relational. Uh, if we aren't intentional, we're just going to be kind of responsive. We're just going to be very reactive in terms of um, how that phone call goes. The patient's probably going to be asking the questions and we don't want to be in that situation. You should be the one asking the questions. And the very first one is, what is your name? Okay, repeat it several times. You cannot build a relationship if you don't know the patient's name. We think it's about information giving, but it's not. It's about information gathering on that first, uh, first phone call. You know, patient calls and uh, oftentimes I'll hear, you know, it starts with a question like I mentioned earlier, how much is a crown? Or, you know, let's, let's take that one, for example. And we answer, or we say something like, well, you know, you really need to come in. There's no way we can give you a fee over the phone without our doctor seeing you, blah, 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 blah. So we're, we're not building a relationship. In fact, we're probably chipping away at any potential for a relationship by the way we're responding. So get their name first. You're not an information giver. You are an information gatherer over the phone. And again, it starts with their name. See, we've got to stop going through the motions and realize what it takes for somebody to call you. They've interrupted their day, found your phone number and called you to ask for help. So take the time in being interested enough to simply find out their name. 
People like to hear their name and people want to spend their time and their resources in people and with places that make them feel good. And people feel good when we use their name. So don't miss that part. Um, so that's pretty straightforward, but starting with their name, we have to build on that in order to connect, which is the second thing. You know, first thing we're missing is getting their name. Second thing we're missing is connecting. All right. Like I mentioned earlier, we just go through the motions. We're very polite. Uh, we're kind, but we're not really connecting. So start by thanking them for calling. Hey, you know, be gracious, be humble that they chose you. In fact, that should be the theme of your communication with all patients, existing and new, as a side note. Get their story. Hey, if they're asking how much is a crown and you get their name and you say, gosh, you know, it's, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit more. What's going on? Um, you know, what are they wanting to accomplish in their visit if they haven't been real clear? Maybe they've just called and said, hey, I'm a new patient. I need to schedule. Well, find out a bit more. What are you wanting to accomplish on your first visit? Uh, maybe they, quote unquote, just want a cleaning, but find out a little bit more about their motivation. Tell me what you're wanting to accomplish other than a cleaning. Why is it important for you to get your teeth clean? That's awesome. And you've called the right place. I think that's important for us to really endorse the office endorse um team members and uh you know raise the level of anticipation for for the patient in wanting them wanting to come see you um show empathy or enthusiasm as appropriate again you know probably one of the the worst uh, offenses i've heard is when a patient calls and they've broken a tooth or they have some you know, some kind of an issue and we are very monotone again polite but very monotone and and saying, oh, okay, um, well, where is the tooth? Uh, upper right, lower left, how long has it been bothering you? Is it cold or heat sensitive? Is it keeping you up at night? Are you taking anything for it? It's like, wah, wah, wah. I mean, we're just, <laughs> we are just simply robotic. Stop it. I want you to respond as if your sweet little grandmother called and, and is in pain and hurt her you know, had, had some issue with her teeth. How would you respond? Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Tell me what happened. I want to hear. We, we definitely want to help and we're going to get you taken care of, but tell me more, you know, how would you respond? Or maybe a patient's calling and they're like, Hey, yeah, I want to see if you guys do veneers or I'm wanting to get my teeth whitened. Well, that's exciting. It sounds like you have something, some kind of occasion or something coming up. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on. That's awesome. Okay. So if we're not showing enthusiasm or empathy and we're just going through the motions, um, you're not connecting. You simply are not connecting. But when people feel it in our voice, they hear your interest, they hear your curiosity. That is so, so valuable. So I want you to pretend as it's the, as if it's the very first time you've ever heard that someone's broken a tooth or that someone wants to improve their smile or whatever it is they happen to be calling uh, to accomplish. Because when you do that, people feel connected. People feel like, oh, okay, wow, that they sound fun up there. I, I really want to, to be a part of that versus just going through the motions. I can't tell you how much there is a, I guess just a, it's rampant. There's a lack of connection over the phone. 
And, you know, I get it. I mean, I can hear myself in many of these phone calls because, you know, the times when, when I was distracted, when I was spinning 19 plates at the front desk and now the phone's ringing again and I've got someone coming up to check out and someone coming through the front door and all of these distractions. But cross-training and the way you schedule will help, um, you know, those bottlenecks and those distractions and things that happen. You've got to set yourself up for success and make sure that everything is working in your favor. So when that phone rings, you can give that caller 100% undivided attention. I mean, you may have, you know, there may be a tornado in the office, but the, the patient, the caller should never hear that. You should be calm, cool, collected, not talking fast. That's something else I hear quite a bit is people talk really fast. And, um, you know, I was uh, listening to some recordings again that people had sent me. And, you know, one was uh, the patient, or I'm sorry, the uh, dental office answered the phone and their greeting was so fast and so quick and kind of slurred that I couldn't make out what they said. So I'm replaying it, replaying it. And uh, my older daughter happened to be visiting and she came in and she said, mom, what, what is that? And I said, well, here, let me play it for you. What do you think? And I played it for her and she said, is, is that a dental office? I can't even understand what she's saying. I said, whew, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I was thinking that my 50 something uh, year old ears were getting the best of me, but no, it's, it's, it happens. You answer the phone, you're in a hurry and it's, thank you for calling. This is Amy. You know, it's, what are you saying? Slow down. If you're talking or feel like you're talking slow, you're probably doing great. So don't rush that. You want people to um, feel as if you were just waiting for them to call to give them 100% of your attention. All right. So if you're too busy to do that, check your schedule, get some cross training for, for the rest of the team in terms of how to check out patients, how to grab the phone. Um, you know, make sure that you do that. Set yourself up to be able to uh, give those callers 100% of your attention. All right. Now let's talk about the third thing. Ask for the stinking appointment. All right. Um, this, uh, we fail to do this, and this seems so obvious, but we fail to do this most often when a patient calls with a question. And we answer the question and then we answer the next question and then we answer the next. And, you know, pretty soon they're like, okay, thanks. Uh, and, and we're, you know, sometimes I hear, oh, well, would you like to schedule? And they've already moved on or I don't even hear that. You know, your goal is to be an information gatherer, but also to get them through the door. Let's ask and, and offer that appointment early in the appointment, in, in the conversation, uh, but make sure you have enough information to, um, you know, guide them towards the kind of appointment that will help them accomplish what they want. All right. So here's how we ask for the appointment. Once you have enough information, you know that, you know, they called wanting to know how much a crown is. You made a connection. You found out that they broke an old filling and that uh, it's sharp, but not necessarily bothering them. And so you're going to say, you know, I'll bet that Dr. Brady would love to meet you in person and take a look so that we can give you some super accurate information. How about tomorrow or Thursday at two o'clock? Okay. And so that's how we ask for the appointment. Offer a specific time. 
um, according to how your schedule is blocked. If you don't block your schedule, if you just let patients come in whenever they want, um, that's a, a whole other issue. And I'll put uh, you know some information regarding how to block schedule in the show notes. But um, if you block, uh, whether it's a limited exam or a new patient in hygiene or, or whatever, you already know when those slots happen to be. And so you can offer choice of a couple of different days, but stick to the plan. Stick to that patient reservation system, uh, which is what uh, Brady Group calls that, or your block scheduling, and um, you know, offer a, a an advantage to them for coming in. You know, we have time blocked in our schedule, especially for your type of situation. And in fact, we could see you tomorrow or Thursday at two. Which one is best for you? Okay. So, you know, that's what we want to, to make sure that we're doing in terms of asking for the appointment. Um, the patient called you, okay? They want something from you. You didn't drag them in off the street. And so just simply being polite and not knowledgeable, that's not enough. You'll, you'll never discover, um, you know, what they want and, and, and how to, to, to help them the way they want to be helped if all you're doing is answering questions. See, they already have the answer they're looking for. And so if you have the quote unquote wrong answer, they're going to move on. So you want to shift the focus to where you're the one asking the questions and you can find out what their motivation is, um, how you can best help them. Okay. The way we do that is to be curious, ask open-ended questions, um, and ask for the appointment. Uh, talking about being curious, had a cute story. We have... Um, Dr. David Carpenter is uh, one of our longtime members down in Beaumont, Texas. And I was talking with his wife and Debbie, and she was telling me, you know, I just came back from uh, being with my grandkids for several days. And my two-year-old little granddaughter is, is so cute. She's in that why stage. She's like, but tell me why, but tell me why. And, uh, you know, we talk about being curious with patients. Tell me more about that. Why is that important to you? And and uh, I thought that was such a cute story, but really we should all be curious like two-year-olds. We need to wipe the slate clean and stop bringing in all our knowledge and experience and dumping that on the patient because then it's not about them. It's about us. And so be curious, wipe the slate clean. Um, yeah, there's going to come a time where you're going to, you know, bring into play your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, but in the phone call isn't where that's at. It's all about the patient. And so we've got to make sure that we're asking the right questions. Now I'm going to throw out another thing when we're talking about asking for the appointment, let's say the patient uh, wants to come in and get their teeth cleaned or uh, they're new to town or they're switching dentists or, or whatever. I would do what we call the upsell. Who else would you like to schedule while we're at it? Maybe it's a child, maybe it's a spouse, especially if they've just moved to town. All right, go ahead and get that um, taken care of for them. So sometimes you've got the mom or, or somebody coming in to kind of test the waters and maybe they want to do that first, but always ask. I think that's, that's uh, important. You know, along with, you know, let's say you've secured the appointment. Let's say you've done everything very, very well. You've gotten their name. You were intentional about being relational and connecting with them over that. You um, got their story you uh, showed emotion as appropriate, you asked for the appointment, you secured the appointment within your block times, 
Now, be sure you finish strong. All right. Every once in a while, I run across a, a dental practice who's having issues with their new patients showing up. And, uh, you know, it could be a number of reasons. Uh, one reason that new patients don't show up is because we're not block scheduling. And it's maybe several weeks before we have a new patient opening. Well, when people call you, they want to come in today <laughs> or within the next few days. I, I would suggest that as you look to block your new patient openings, I would make sure that you block so that you can get new patients in within a week. If you can't get them in, you know, for three, four, five, seven, 14 weeks, which I heard yesterday from another office, uh, they're going to bail. They're going to find someone else to see. Okay. That's very frustrating from a patient standpoint. Um, and so you want to make sure that you can get them in within a week, uh, you know, to, to make sure the new patients show up, leave them with, again, some things that will raise their level of anticipation and, and enthusiasm for coming to see you. People are not excited about going to the dentist. I'm sorry. They're just not. We know that. We know it's not personal, <laughs> but, you know, what can we do to raise that level of anticipation? You know, oftentimes patients are kind of on the fence. Oh, I've got to go to meet a new dentist tomorrow. And uh, I know I need to do that, but geez, I, maybe I can put it off a little bit longer. And they wake up the next morning and they may have even confirmed with you and they decide to bail because um, they're fearful. Uh, maybe they're super busy, uh, but usually it's because they have a little fear, anxiety, stress about going to a new dentist doesn't, I mean, again, they're the ones that called you. It's not like you solicited them. They're the ones that made the appointment. But what happens during the phone call and between the phone call and the time of their actual first visit is critical because if they're on the fence, there are some things that you can do that will ensure they come in. But if you don't do them, you just might be missing some. All right. So, you know, let's make sure they've got great directions. I, I think it's just offer to drop a pin, you know, and uh, if they're okay with that. I would also reference to the practice uh, website, social media for further info. Make sure it's updated. Make sure everything's updated and you've got lots of testimonials, you know, meet the team, all of these great things that, again, are more relational. We're not directing them to your website so they know how to do a root canal, okay, and can see all the services you provide. In fact, that's you know, shouldn't even have that on your website. That's a, a topic for another day. But let's make sure that um, anything that you're directing them to is relational, not transactional, and that it is focused on, um, you know, building their value for wanting to come see you. Reaffirm the reason for the appointment, what they've asked for you to accomplish with the date and time. Again, thank them. Uh, let them know, you know, be gracious. We can't wait to meet you and then send them something before their appointment. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes that will have um, our new patient welcome packet. Um, and you'll notice in that packet, there's absolutely nothing that has to do with our policies. You know, No insurance policies, financial policies, missed appointment policies. In fact, wipe that word from your vocabulary if you're still using it. Uh, why on earth are we gonna send patients a you know huge stack of our policies i mean that's a real great way to start off the relationship you know and and frankly i think that's lazy it's you know we've had 
uh, a handful of instances that have happened in the past. And so we had a knee jerk reaction and came up with all of these policies that we're going to inflict on 100% of our new patients. Okay. Just so we don't have anything drop fall through the cracks. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, I would pull those, those, and I'm not even going to call them policies, parameters, guidelines, um, you know, core values that make your practice a, a fair, uh, great place for patients to want to be. And that, uh, you know, it's fair to you. It's fair to your other patients, but we're not going to call them policies. So we're not going to send any policy driven information in this new patient packet. There's a welcome letter and you'll see that in the link in the show notes that, um, basically is, is just, again, very gracious and enthusiastic about the patient coming in. Um, I love the letter because it focuses on all the things we promise to do for you as a patient in our practice. And, you know, you'll see there are a list of several things that we promise to do instead of a list of requirements for you to be a part of our practice. You know, I mean, come on, guys, let's show some humility and, and be gracious that they chose you. Um, and then at the very end of that letter, you'll see there are just uh, three things that we ask of them. You know, here's everything we promise to do for you as a patient in our practice. And in return, we just ask these three things. And, you know, one is to honor your time, honor our time, just as we were, will honor yours, uh, you know, honor your financial responsibilities and commitments in our office and tell your friends and family about us or speak loudly if you are not pleased you know let us know we want our office to be a wonderful place great experience for you um so you know that's uh, what they're going to get in the show notes is this letter if you send um health history forms okay i've also got a sample of health history form in the the show notes um whether you do that online or you send it you know, uh, hard copy or you send it via email, however you do that, simplify that darn form. Don't send them seven pages to fill out and, uh, you know, make sure that, that it's pretty straightforward. You know, are there things on that new patient health history form that, that you've had on there forever and you just haven't changed it because, well, that's just what we've always done. I mean, take a good hard look at it and say, what do we really need on this form? Are we duplicating, you know, our requests for information? You know, you've heard me talk about before on, on previous podcasts, you know, don't ask them for the same information over and over, you know, i.e. their insurance card. You know, we ask for insurance information over the phone. We ask for it when they walk in the office, give me your card and your, your ID. And uh, then we ask them to fill it out on the uh, new patient, you know, history form. So don't do that. I mean, if you're already asking for it, in fact, I would probably just remove it from your, your new patient form. And you'll see that in the example that I'm sending over. Doesn't mean you have to handle insurance any differently. It's just simplifying. And, you know, when, when we're asking for the same information over and over of patients, it makes us look unorganized, um, like we're not on the same page. You know, look at that process and just simplify it. So that would be the second thing. If you do that, um, you know, again, you do what works for you. I think it's great to ask them to, to do it ahead of time, save you some time. But you know what? In the event they don't, then when they do come in the office, the great news is that form is very short and, and straightforward. So it doesn't take very long. All right. Um, 
And, you know, something else I would definitely have in that new patient information, whether you send it snail mail or through email, is I would have patient testimonials. Okay. Lots of stories about patients' experiences. Um, I think it's really nice if you have time to send a, a very nice folder with this information, snail mail. You might even include some, you know, if you've got any swag in your office, maybe it's a coffee mug or magnets or, um, you know, whatever you have, uh, send that send them a little little swag box. I think that's a fantastic idea. Again, it's raising their level of anticipation for being a patient in your practice, all right? Um, so those are some things that I would definitely send. And again, you'll see more details. Um, now on a side note, many of you have gone out of network in the last two or three years. I have seen more people uh, go out of network with PPOs in the last three years since, um, since, you know, the exciting uh, year of 2020 that we all had, uh, that I've seen in the last 25 years and they're doing it successfully. They are so glad they did it. I think people are just finally sick and tired of taking the low reimbursements and they're getting lower and lower, uh, while our expenses and costs are going up and up. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I'm not going to go off on that. But if you have gotten out, gone out of network the last two or three years, I know a lot of people are feeling some frustration in, in not being able to convert PPO prospective new patients um, over the phone. And uh, if you want some more information there, you can listen to episode 32. And we talk about that in depth and uh, how to convert more new patients. That's critical, okay? There's no reason why you can't convert the majority of patients calling and asking you, do you accept such and such insurance, even if you're out of network with all of them? And it's not about being deceptive, okay? I sat at the front desk, I went through the um, uh, insurance transition, and so I, I totally get it, and I know all the questions and all the feelings and all the concerns, especially when you're the one that's on the hook <laughs> with both the patient and, and the doctor and the team. And so, you know, just know that you can convert them, all right? So again, three things. Get their name. Make sure you connect. Be uh, relational, not transactional, and ask for the dang appointment. Are you on the verge of burnout? Is stress ruining your love for dentistry? Are you working too hard for the money you're bringing home? If you're ready to kick the Sunday night blues to the curb, join us in Orlando, November 8th through 10th, 2023 for our flagship event, Mission Possible Case Acceptance Super Conference. For more information and to register, click the link in the show notes.